What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet full of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E-2-0. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Undead Walking Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Sarah Beth Pollock. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Undead Walking Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and um, I am joined today by a whole host of guest hosts, and I'm really excited about this. Uh, we're going to be talking about the mid-season finale, the first mid-season finale, there's two this time around, um, of The Walking Dead. So this week joining me, I have Adam B. Carlson, I have Johnny O'Dell, and Julian Cannon, and all three are joining me to talk about the mid-season finale uh, for Blood. Uh, so we are recording this before the finale. So if you hear us making strange references, it's because it's not Sunday yet, but you're going to hear this on Sunday. So, um, just kind of keep that in mind. Uh, Julian's coming to us live from, uh, New York comic-con. So he's in the middle of that. And, uh, the rest of us are just here living our lives. So guys, welcome. So welcome to the podcast and uh, thank you so much for joining me. And, and I would love, uh, I would love to know how you guys are, are liking things so far with the season. It's, it's, it seems like it went by really fast. It did I, seem fast. Um, it's, I, I kind of like it actually. It kind of blends a good, the comic storyline with what we have at the Commonwealth, but I was surprised we saw a lot less of that and a lot more of this Reaper storyline, which for those who haven't read the comics, is not in the comics. It's completely new. So that is really scary, but fun because you don't know like what's going to happen next. Like this whole episode was not, had nothing to do with the comics. So it was kind of cool to go on that ride without knowing what to expect. Yeah, especially for you because you usually know what's going on. So this is like I usually your first know. time. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. No, <laughs> that's, um, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, uh, the whole episode, I had no idea. I was, I was shocked. We got no more Commonwealth stuff. I guess they saved it all for episode seven. They kind of keep going back and forth between those stories. So I guess that would, that makes sense. Well, and, and in fairness, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. So it's not to name drop, but I was having a conversation yesterday with a certain executive producer and we were talking about, you know, that I didn't watch a show until like Sunday night. And I said, I don't even know what day it is. Like, I, I can't even, there's three shows now. There's all these shows I have to keep track of. It's, it's really hard. So it's a lot. I kind of, I, I kind of appreciate that, uh, you know, when you don't have, have an idea of what's coming because it's, there's too much, there's too many details right now. There's mm -hmm. three shows that are either on or about to come on. And it's, it's a lot to keep track of. It really is. Yep. 
Yep. Three shows, and let's thank God that there's not a fourth show running right now. Don't put that in the universe, Julian. Oh no, no they'll do yet. it. I know they'll do it, but let's not let's pray that it will not. We're not here right now watching four shows at the same time. <laughs> That's true. Well, Julian, now that since uh, since you're joining us, so how have, what have you thought of the season so far? We're going to get into the mid-season finale, but where what are your thoughts about how things have gone up until now? I'm a very mixed about this season, and I don't say that often. This one is mixed back to me because I feel like the plot has not really progressed at all since the first episode. Minus the sixth episode, which I think is the best of the entire season. I've started to think that they should have redone a lot of these episodes in these stories in a different way. That's my take from it. But we'll jump into the mid-season finale in a bit, but my overall take for the finale, not for me. Right. I gotta kind of agree with Julian here on a lot of things. I've been watching this season and I keep hoping that something can draw me in because lately it has not been the Reapers. I don't know what it is about that group, the leadership or the storyline. I don't know if it's the whole pulling Daryl away again or the rehashing of villains and how they're trying to make them look bad. I'm not sure what it is, but the Reapers just haven't seemed to gotten my interest one bit. And I didn't really care about that storyline at all. On the other hand, as a comic reader, I want to learn as much as possible about the Commonwealth. I want to see some of this yeah. stuff pay off. I want to see where some of these stories change direction. Because a lot of what happened in the comics can't happen due to characters shifting around. And I want to see that. That's where my focus is. And I'm hoping that this whole Reaper stuff comes to an end pretty quickly because I'm not feeling it. Let's also um, give some props to the actor that plays as Sebastian. He is very believable as British <laughs> Row. Yes, he's very awful. I, I agree. You know, it's hard for the Reapers to live up to how scary they were when, you know, they have that awesome theme music, by the way, like, you know, almost John Williams-esque, just, you know, marching towards Negan and the gang with those like giant axes and the masks. And ever since they've kind of been unmasked, it's been kind of like a little underwhelming. They're like, oh, they're just like a weird religious cult. Um, the best part of the Reapers for me, I mean, Leah's been really interesting. I, I do enjoy her character, as frustrating as she is, um, but is Pope. And I thought Pope was really interesting. I really wanted to see more from him. I am shocked. He... <laughs> the eight minute monologue wasn't in a lot. It wasn't enough for uh, you. I guess I got a lot. I know. I know people are frustrated <laughs> with him and they, they're over him. I get it. But I was like, there's got to be more to this guy. But I guess not. He's gone. So. Um, I was shocked, but you know, I do say a lot of times in the previous seasons of Walking Dead, you know, the seasons six, seven, eight, a lot of people's problems with it is that they just kind of held on to storylines way too long. So I'd rather cut them short than, you know, leave it lingering. And let's be honest, following up the whispers with anything wasn't going to be easy. The whispers, in my opinion, are I enjoyed that storyline in the comics so much, I felt like they brought that to life really well, and that, yes, uh, Alpha just yeah, an amazing character that brought forth a lot of cool emotion and uh, and lack of emotion as well and that balance i thought was really really fun to watch play out on the screen mm -hmm. 
I think they went, I really feel like they went backwards because if you thinking back to the pandemic episodes when that guy blew himself up, I mean, I was Oh no, don't talk about that grenade again. I still hate that grenade. Lord, can can we we forget that episode ever happened, please? Grenade aside, I'm not talking about how it happened. I'm just talking about the mindset of like, this is a dude who just pulled the pin and was like, boom. Like, I wanted to know, like, who are these people? Like, what's going on? And then Maggie arrives in the, you know, and starts telling everybody in the, in the uh, season premiere, you know, these people are so bad. And they're so bad. And then we meet them and it's like, okay, these guys are pretty like, you know, they're stringing people up and there's, there's a lot of stuff going on, but it seems like they went backwards. Like they started out really interesting and really terrifying and, and, you know, like they could really do something. And My then major they problem was that when Maggie disappeared and they had her go to that new group. They gave us no reason to care about that new group. None yeah. at all. And then when we exactly. hear they're all slaughtered, we're like, okay, yeah, fine. Deal. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yeah, they were kind of, they were just like random extras, they seemed like. like girls like, you want to smoke? Guys like, yeah, I guess. I mean, I used to smoke a while ago. And you're like, this guy's supposed to be terrifying? Like, I don't know. I would have thought they were going to be a little bit more feral or something. Because that's kind of how they made it seem, is that these people are wild. They're unpredictable. They're nuts. But really, they just have no place to go, and they're just following this crazy guy named Pope. So, you see, the right. moment they took off those masks, that was it for me to believe them as. That's a what I'm saying. I was like, "Wait, what the hell is this? Am I watching a different group here? Did is this the same group that attacked them in the forest? Oh no, they're not. They're a bunch of people who are religious or in a cult, led by a man who I do not take seriously at all as a villain. Sorry, one of the worst fucking villains I've ever seen on the on my TV." Really? So, yes. It I was, was so bad. Happy. Wow. Hold on. Let me continue. I was so freaking happy that he was killed off, but also pissed because he talked all that game about, oh, we're going to mark Maggie. How about you explain why you did it other than food? Like, what was the story of this? What was yeah. it? And that's a good point because now we're only going to have Maggie's side of the story, which I'm starting to see her as a really interesting narrator because she has her own motives right but i have to say this about pope and this is the one thing i I will say is all of a sudden this week i've been trying to figure out and i think johnny i think i'd said this to you and and jeffrey at one point that i kept getting these weird like uh apocalypse now vibes and you know uh, heart of darkness and i couldn't i couldn't place it and then i realized ben kingsley the mandalorian iron man three except it's religion and not drugs that was pope to me it was the whole it was like a front he He looks like like a front yeah, I think he looks more like true. the Pringles guy. <laughs> yeah, the Pringles guy, yeah, with the mustache. <laughs> this guy would definitely Nothing live in there. Silver Lake if the apocalypse never happened. Um, Let me also add to this, because there, another thing that bothered me about this story was Daryl's involvement. We've seen him involved in stuff like this time after time after time. When this happened with Daryl and the Reapers, I was not really thrilled for this because it's way too repetitive for them to come back to the way they structured this story. And the fact, another fact is, is that I wish I would have saw someone else in that. Put put Gabriel in that, and then have Daryl uh, reunite with Leo somewhere down the line. That would have been much more is- interesting to see Gabriel interact with Pope, and then have that reunion with Daryl and um, Leo happen instead yeah. of going the way they fucking did. How, I also thought that how, having someone in that chair that nobody really cared about really was a wasted opportunity. I, I know that they don't want to kill off a whole lot of the cast because a lot of the big names are already gone and a lot of the fan favorites have either taken their leave or been killed off the show. But 
taking someone from Maggie's group and putting him in that chair for Daryl to torture. I didn't care about that guy. Nope. I agree. I didn't, I didn't either. And my final thing I'll also add is all the stuff that we've had for them for the start on, it makes me wonder why did they waste their time creating this group if they was going to treat them like this? And is we'll get into we'll, yeah, it's, it's filler to me. We'll get into the whole thing with the final scene before it blacks out in a bit. But it's just a lot of crap that just came to my head. Hope is not <laughs> was not a compelling character to me, not a compelling villain either. Wow, I take like it. Um, <laughs> I like the boldness of it. Um, I thought Sorry, it was I gotta, interesting. I gotta be real. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I think if they had, like when Leah and Daryl ran into that guy with the family in the woods, yeah, that had been Gabriel or something, and they were like forced to kill Gabriel just so like Daryl could save face. That'd be sick. Like you'd be like, wow, this is nuts. But yeah, speaking again, of, this family guy, I, I don't, I don't care about it. Yeah, kill him. I don't know. Kill his son. Speaking <laughs> of uh, Daryl. <laughs> The whole on episode four, the whole time they was dealing with that whole thing with the burning cabin, I didn't believe a single second he was in danger. Why? Because you got a spinoff coming, right? Yeah, it's hard to put him in any kind of danger. Um, And I am going back to Gabriel for a second. I'm shocked. He, I'm shocked by everything apparently, but I'm I'm surprised that he uh, survived this episode. I was like, oh, someone's definitely dying this episode, and I guess it was Pope, but still, I thought it was going to be one of our own. It was. I was no, like, sorry, oh, maybe the, the other cameraman died in this episode. Yeah, we'll get. I know we'll get to Alexander in a second. I also thought it was going to be Rosita. I was like, oh, cool, she's going to go out fighting. That's pretty cool. I'll be sad to see her go, but that makes sense. No, um, but that's okay. I guess we'll get a part two of this firework show. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it felt so season eight to me. Um, it some of the scenes looked like they were shot in Alexandria. Like you're like, wait, where are we? Yeah, I was um, I was watching with my lady um, when we got the screener back, and she was even confused. Of, wait, is this Alexandria or is this the place where the Reapers are? I felt that some of the set design could have been different there. Yeah, I agree. It looked very similar. Yeah, and it's hard to keep track of how. I mean, it, it it's it seems like it's been. I mean, it's been eight episodes, right? Like it's it's. Yep. it's they've it's been eight episodes of this whole thing no one's gotten any closer to any food as far as i can tell the the mission itself is still isn't over you know and that's i think you know as we as we transition into this episode um you know one of the things that bugs me is that this whole season has revolved around this mission to go get food and so far the only food has been that damn horse that's the only food they've found. And, and that's that, you know, I'm still pissed off about that. That's still a problem in my book, but clearly if she hadn't done that, they wouldn't have food because nobody's come back yet. And you know, when you, when you think about like, I, if I didn't, here's the thing for me, if I didn't know it was a final season, if I didn't know that these were the last episodes, this story wouldn't have bothered me too much. Now it didn't, it didn't bother me just my my quick take on it is it didn't bother me in terms of what happened what bothered me is it took so long to get to this point and we're still not resolved like this could mm-hmm. have been an episode in like maybe episode four and you've been like oh wow that's you know okay a storm and now that now it's really but eight episodes to get to this story and still not have you know it, it, it still doesn't seem like it's resolved because now leah hasn't really you know, like she's kind of assumed the role right so yeah um there's no resolution here and we still don't know that there's any food and we still don't know that this mission has been successful so 
that's all we have to look forward to getting into the next third of the season. Right. Right. Yeah. And yeah, the it's biggest like, question that was raised at that off? point Sorry, was whether or not Leah, what she was going to do, because you knew eventually she was going to choose one side or the other. Mm-hmm. And eventually we learned that she didn't choose anything. Well, yeah, I mean, she like, it's, it's so weird. It's like she killed the leader, but she's like, damn it, Daryl, this is my family. It's like, well, you just killed the leader. <laughs> so you killed like, like, I don't. But Daryl killed know. random guys. So now it's like, you killed my family. I, I'm going to try to kill your family again that I just yeah. stopped from trying to kill. Yeah, she like barely gave him a head start. And I guess we're supposed to take that as like romantic. Like, I was like, uh, <laughs> what? Uh, dude, dude, let me say something here. This Colton guy talks a big game about military, but yet he didn't see Leah killing him coming from a mile away. You're part of the military. You should have had instinct for that in a second. Well, he was so yeah. deluded, though. I mean, that guy, like, he was so into this into this delusion of his that I I, I actually believe that. because I don't think the writing was on the wall, right? Like, as soon as he put that guy in the fire, Leah's mind, I think, was already starting to turn and think, we can't keep doing this. Like, these are, because I think, I think, personally, I think deep down, she does care about some of those people. Not all of them, but I think some of them she did have genuine connection to. So, to be with someone who, who would so willingly sacrifice them, you know, and the, the dude who goes out and, and tries to lead the walkers away when, when he, when Pope doesn't really care that that guy is gone, I think that cemented it. She needed to do something. And then the question becomes, if she does something, what does she do after that? Does she go with Daryl? He's given her an olive branch and said, Hey, you can come with us. You can be you know, part of our group. She didn't take that. And I think that's a really interesting thing because I, and I've said this before, and I know it's not the popular thing, but I was actually really interested in having her stick around. And I, I mean, she's still a part of the crew. She's not dead. She's not, and she's part of the cast, but I'd be interested to see how that dynamic shifted everything else because everything else is so weird relationship wise. And, and I say relationship in the most general sense of the word, because we all know. <laughs> oh, don't get those shapers after you. Not going to, I'm not oh, making boy. a commentary I've, I've on that. I've seen a lot of that last year. Oh boy. <laughs> But let me also add, let me say um, something positive. I did like the opening when Negan and Maggie was killing off through those whisper, not whispers, reapers as whispers. I did like that. Yeah. Um, I like that. And I like their conversation too, where I like how, was this this episode or the previous one? I watched them back to back. So I'm sorry. It was episode seven when they had that convo. When uh, he okay. told her that if yeah. he would have yeah. done it all again, he would have killed every single one of them in that lineup. That was awesome. What a cool answer. I was and like, he yeah, should have. It's right. And yeah. I'm glad that they finally addressed it. It's like they had, they were listening to what we were saying on Twitter or listening to my podcast. Because I've always said, everyone always gets mad about Glenn, but it's like they killed dozens of people in their sleep and then a lot <laughs> and then awake in a satellite. They killed like, what, like 50 of them? And Negan only killed two of them. Like, come on. You're not wrong, Johnny. And, and it's uh, I'm not wrong. It's very Machiavellian. <laughs> and I think that it's, you know, I, I think leader to leader. I think I, I really admire the respect that they, that he had in that conversation with her. Because it wasn't like an in your face, you know, I'm I'm doing this to piss you off kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This was Negan going one-on-one with her. And I think that that was something 
you know, he could have been a dick about it. He could have been, you know, he could have been Negan, but he wasn't. He was just very matter of fact, like, hey, this is what, when you're a leader, this is what you do. You protect your people. I should have protected my people better. And that means I should have killed all of your people. Fact. Like, One thing you know, I think is kind of crappy, though, is that they too. went through that whole redemption angle with Negan, where he was protecting all these, all the little girls for some reason. All the little girls, he was protecting all of them. <laughs> and then he goes and he he kills Alpha. And it's like, all right, you know, he, Carol trusted him enough to do it. He went and did it. Sweet. And now he's back to being the bad guy because Maggie returns and fans are supposed to care about Maggie. I, I really don't as much anymore, but fans are supposed to care about Maggie. So now that shifts Negan back to being the bad guy because he killed two of the people that, you know, viewers cared about, two of the fan favorites. And he's stuck in this circle of trying to prove to himself that he's worthy of being in the group and people just keep shoving him down. Yep. You know, I ask this question all the time. I'm sorry if I'm going a little off related but about Negan and Glenn. I ask this question all the time because everybody's on Twitter like, oh, he should have never been killed. Well, what would you do if Glenn feels still alive? Story-wise, what would you alive. do? Well, he could have replaced Maggie when Maggie but left and then hopefully Whiskey Cavalier would have been a big hit. <laughs> That's what we could have done. Don't get me started on that shit show. What if? Oh, God. Johnny, the first time we met, we made a joke about that show. Wait, about what if? Uh, Whiskey Cavalier. Oh, Whiskey Cavalier, yeah. Back in San Diego in 2019. Listen, I don't fault Lauren Cohen for, you know, going outside of her zone and trying something new. I'm I'm sad for her that it didn't work out. It was worth a try. Um, Yeah. Watching that that show, I was like, ugh. Come back to walk at that, please. Yeah. I talked about this in a previous uh, podcast, but I think that, um, you know, Maggie has been pretty one note this season. It's been mm-hmm. just, I'm mad at Negan. It's yep. like, we get it. But like, you got to give her something else. Like, I don't know. She just hasn't been super compelling. I think that's kind of why we feel a disconnect with her. Because she's, I don't know. I mean, I get it. She's like super jaded. They're all jaded. But um, but the I mean, show I, did I give her, her magic die. powers to walk through zombie hordes. Yeah. But I agree with you, Johnny, because uh, I do feel like there needs to be more substance other than I why I'm hating Negan for the rest of this season. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. But I feel I'm like I, I feel like we kind of got some insight because if you look at the way Pope talked about, you know, he kept saying that woman, that woman, like he he knew who she was. Like yeah. he knew what was going on. So there's a story there. And and there is. The unfortunate thing is, like I said, we're not gonna have his side of the story. And I don't know that we'll get Leah's version of that, but there's something that happened there. And I right. think that that, I, I think personally, I think Megan knows that. And that's why he's just been like, you know, you're putting me in danger, but you're not giving me all of the information. And that's not right because it's not, I mean, I wouldn't want to go into battle with someone who was pissed off about something else. And she's got, you know, this whole thing of, of, you know, bringing up the past, not only is it taking up a lot of time, but it just feels like it's, it's, it's covering something else up that is something I think it's compelling I think there's a reason for all of it and I I hope that it's I hope that it's something big I hope maybe she did something maybe she did something to them right I think yeah did something to them or maybe she even had nah this probably isn't true but if she had like some sort of relationship with Pope whether it's brief or not then oh I don't know if that would happen but then but then like maybe she would be don't give social media any ideas please (laughs) god um I think I'm free from 
the ire of the the eye of Sauron. Of that, All right, of I'll reiterate that. Social media, please, please don't give AMC any ideas then. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think they got it all sussed out. Nice. Uh, yeah, I kept waiting the... for the new romantic interest for Maggie because in the comics, that's kind of one of the reasons why she gets drawn back in, and Dante yeah, kind Dante. of helps her to do the thing, and it it hasn't been on the tv at all and having her be solo and just mad 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 it, it's yeah it is it's it, like you said it's a one note character that hasn't shown us a lot of diversity at all right i think yeah i guess you're right um i can't remember what i was gonna say <laughs> i was gonna ask uh, can we talk about the landmine scene sure yeah that was interesting wasn't it yeah what was going on there? I thought it was I thought it was okay. I did like the way they did it on Fear of the Walking Dead better though. But um, right, how is it that only two people got scathed and hurt from that? They borrowed a lot from Fear. I thought like that whole scene with Judith and Gracie in the basement. Uh, that was very yep. season four of Fear with Alicia yeah. and Charlie. And then mm-hmm. um, when Rosita came out after killing all those people in the rain. Like she looked just like Alicia for a second. I did a double take. I thought it was Alicia. It looked just like her. I was like, oh my God. No, no. When Alicia was saving like, the Ewok kids crazy. that disappeared. What? When Alicia was saving the Ewok kids that disappeared. Yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah, that would have been would have been cool. <laughs> you know, speaking of uh, Alexandria, uh there's another nitpick I have to address. It's raining over there, but it's not at the area where the Reapers are. I'm like, is this taking place at the same time? Or is this take place at a different time? Well, it's it's at least at least a couple of days, right? Because it's it took them a while to get. They left during the daytime, in the where whenever they left back at the beginning of the season, and then there was the overnight thing in the tunnels. It was nighttime when they went to the tunnels, so we know at least a day passed. So they're at least one to two days away. So maybe the storm had because I was thinking that too, but then I really I, I keep forgetting that they're really not geographically. No, they're they're not that close. close. No, they had to go super far. Yeah. So that, that's probably why it hasn't hit there yet. But it, it does, uh, it did make me stop and wonder about that because it is, you know, weather and it's kind of the same region, but maybe it's coming and maybe that's something that they run into on the way back and then all of the food yeah. gets wet and then it's not good. Mid-season and premiere, some rain off. comes and puts out that wick that's going to send all those fireworks flying and we're all good. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That that part. Sorry, weapon, Sarah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say when when he said the weapon that was gonna take care of all of this, I was not expecting Chinese fireworks. I really <laughs> no. wasn't. Did not see that happening. I'm gonna tell you why that annoyed me because season after season after season for these mid-season finales, it's been the same exact formula. We're in the final season now. Why fuck us over with this? um strategic way of this formula we've got cliffhangers especially for this season we got cliffhangers all season long and now we're going to do it and make people wait four or five months later i'm like that's not hooking me in that's telling me you guys are creatively stifled i yeah i don't know if it's that but there it was a little underwhelming they're like oh we're shooting the fireworks and you'll have to wait a few months to find out what happens it's like (laughs) all right i don't know i felt like the stakes were even higher and season eight and that was one of people's least favorite seasons so i still love yeah. season eight i'm, I'm not going to shit on anyone who hates it but mm, it was exactly what i wanted as a comic book reader 
Wouldn't it be something though if like Maggie jumps in front of Negan to save him from it or something? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I wondered like if one of them was going to die. Um, but I did like the whisper mask thing. Um, you know, we always ask why don't they use the guts trick or right. the mask trick. Also, like I don't think cutting someone's face off is like easy. Like that's got it. They had to have gone through a few faces <laughs> yeah. before. So Maggie's yeah. like, this doesn't even fit, and Negan's like, it's someone's face, Maggie. Get a grip. <laughs> You're wearing also, a face. Didn't yeah, Alpha make Negan cut a couple masks before he got it right? I yeah, I get okay. Fine, yeah. You know what? Sure. Arts and crafts. Arts and crafts. Like that was, you know. I just can't imagine that's easy. I, I mean, I haven't put too no. much thought into it, but that's gotta be careful hands. I mean, you know, you I don't know. When you usually dry stuff like that out. Like I would think that would be like all wet. Like when they when she pulled the mask off, like she her face was dry. If it was a fret, yeah. I mean, not a lot of time, not enough time has passed to to tan the hide. Like, no, that's not, you know, you need more time <laughs> than that. But I, I did think it was clever, I have to say, like, because I, I pay attention to things like it was clever that that was how Daryl was able to spot them because mm -hmm. he knew like that was a tell that they were in the crowd because he could see the eyes and stuff. He knew it was he knew what was happening. And I thought so I thought, OK, that's that's a and a really cool trick to use. But it um you know here's here's a question because i i i just had as you guys were talking i was thinking about this so there's 24 episodes right yeah right they decided to divide it into three but what if they had decided to divide it into four and episode six has been the, the mid-season finale i'd be fine with that yeah uh, that's, that's too many breaks i don't like well, that i mean that aside you know logic aside johnny just in terms of where the story was <laughs> if they stopped there do you feel like you would have had the same sense of like wow that was a really good mid-season finale as opposed to where we are right now because none of us really seem to be overwhelmed by this episode yeah i i don't know i i still think i think they should have just written a better ending to this i, I guess it's a cliff it's a cliffhanger just to be a cliffhanger like it doesn't really like i don't know it was it goes back to what i said before they must be creatively stifled <laughs> i got one more thing to say about the uh when negan was teaching maggie how to use the mask did anyone else want 80s montage music behind that yeah yeah that'd be fantastic and wait so did she like did they get another face? Because then all of a sudden her mask fit, or did they just like tighten it in the back? Like, how does that work? Like, <laughs> it looked like he altered face. the back. Yeah, yeah. he used laces or something. Yeah, I I don't, man. Okay, uh, this episode this episode as a whole for me did not really. Sorry, what did that, Sarah? Oh, I said someone call a taxidermist and ask this question because <laughs> I want to know now. You, if, yeah. and i feel like you'd get arrested if you ask that question i'm trying to do research here okay i had to research the batter using the the nail polish yep for that, even though these are important things like i trust you to do all my walking dead research please <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll take one for the team and call a taxidermist this week and follow up next week with uh how you would take a face off and make a mask i can't remember how much do people know about um virgil like Not in much. the group not much, right? Like when yeah. Judith's like, hey, how's my mom? He's like, I don't know. I just drugged her. Sorry. <laughs> left her left her to die. Not exactly the best uh, person to ask. He didn't exactly um, reassure her very much either. Yeah, like they're trying to like do this whole redemption arc for Virgil. And I'm just like, ah, I guess. Okay. I thought for sure he'd talk about how proud he was that, uh, you know, he, he she raised such a good girl and how Michonne 
went above and beyond to help him. And I know they kind of touched on that, but yeah, man, they missed an opportunity to really make him shine there. Well, this I feel whole like they episode, really jumped sorry. into it. Oh, no, no. I was going to say, I feel like they really jumped into this whole Alexandria story when their arrival, think of that. I mean, I think we talked about this in a previous podcast, their arrival would have been Virgil saying, yeah, I was with Michonne and she found these boots and she was going to go. Right. And I mean, that oh, and found an iPhone yeah. with a carving of what Judith it. looks like now, not when, how he remembers her. Exactly. So they skipped <laughs> that weird. thing. Like, how do you, how do you gloss over that? Because obviously like Judith is familiar enough at this point with Virgil. So that he's been there at least a couple of days, I would think for her to, you know, at least know who he is. I mean, so why did they skip Ish. over that? I think she probably just knows that he's the last one that saw Michonne. Alive, and they spent so. so much time with trying to show how much Michonne was missed. And yeah. it's the teasing of the kids and the breaking of the handprint art. I mean, they took all that and I don't think there's going to be any payoff whatsoever. Mm-mm. We'll no, see. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I'm hoping they bring Denai back in like the finale or I hope she has a really good reason um, in the Rick movies. I'm sure she'll show up in one of them because uh, it's so out of Michonne's character to just like cut off all communications with her kids. Like even, I know it's the apocalypse or whatever, but I, I, you'd think she'd find a way, but who knows? Maybe I they'll they just be like, oh, she was that. captured. I'm sure she's captured. So, or she's with that this... group. Sorry, God, Johnny. No, it's okay. I'm done. So, uh, I said on Twitter, and I'll say it again here, I think this was the weakest mid-season finale I've ever watched. And this is me being a fan from day one, going back to the comics to end in the show. I felt like nothing was resolved here, and they did that cheap hanger, sorry, the cheap cliffhanger for the fuck of it, just so we could be like, hey, we need more subs for AMC+. That's why I believe they did that. Awful, awful, awful. I would, that's another episode I'd never go wow. back on. I'm trying to think back to the other mid-season finales. Um, I'll I'll do a real quick recap. Season oh, ten was this. <laughs> season ten was the cave. I was at least intrigued by that because I wanted to see who yeah. would get out. Season nine was when Jesus died, which is also one of the that most shocking deaths I've ever seen. That was yeah. one of the best for sure. Yeah. Season eight was what the whole thing with Carl and Megan bombing Alexandria. Yeah, good episode good. for me. Season seven was when Spencer's guts got cut out. Oh, you're right. That was a good one. Yeah. Then um, Rick and Daryl reunited. At least that didn't end on a cliffhanger. That's true. Season yeah, six. there have been some good ones. There have been some really good ones. And this one, but see, like, it's not really, it's the first of two. Like, so maybe the next one will be better. Like, it just, for all of <laughs> I the think time did, they had yeah. to plan this episode, this season, for all of the, they wrote the, the pandemic episodes and for, you know, knowing that they were going to end the season or end the series for all the time they had, it really just seems like a weird decision to spend all of this time, a whole eight episodes. I mean, you know, I always use the, the, the example of real estate, like this, this real estate is way too valuable to be eight hours of this. And, mm-hmm. you know, everything was getting really interesting in the Commonwealth. I mean, I think we can all agree, like, you know, do we want to see them going through this really scary storm, which, yeah, it's scary, but we know the, I mean, these things happen. Like it was kind of, that story was kind of underwhelming and it had some bright spots, but then 
I think we can all agree that it was a major face palm when Gracie had to go off and find a weapon all of a sudden because you know like we needed someone to be in trouble reasons that's why <laughs> i will defend the connie haunted house episode though i did like that one yeah, that, oh, was awesome. that was that was awesome that was good that was that was a great episode that was like hey let's make a horror movie with like you know zombies that actually are like sentient i don't know the feral people that was that was <laughs> so weird but, it was yeah. weird but i enjoyed it i don't oh, know I why it. It. it was great I'm like, yeah, it. i was like hell yeah there's feral people of course yeah, yeah. Uh, and I also got to give, give it up to the um, sound effects team for that episode too. It was amazing oh, yeah. with mm-hmm. distinguishing um, between Connie's sound of view versus the normal way. I was, was lucky enough to be on the flexing. podcast after that episode, and it was so much fun talking about that because all three of us had almost nothing but positive things to say about that episode. And now look at us. And <laughs> I love that episode. I, I should have been on that for, for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, this, and, and it's hard because like, I don't, I don't want to, uh, you know, I mean, credit where credit's due, but this, this was not a great episode. I mean, it was, uh, let me, let me rephrase that. It would have been a great episode if this wasn't the last season, if it wasn't a mid-season finale, and if it led to something more than just, we're still not sure where the food is and what the mission was. And none of the things that were supposed to be resolved, you know, that typically get resolved in mid-season <laughs> finales, like none of that happened. So if all of those things were out of the equation, I don't think it would have bugged me so much, but it it is a really weird place to put, to bring an end to the season. To make people wait. Feel natural. Yeah. Yeah. I think I cursed enough about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I have to say- I'm I mean, I have so to say, fucking over it, sorry. <laughs> Wow. I have to say there were some bright spots though. I mean, I mean, I think we all can agree that Rosita moment. I, I personally, I kind of felt like she got bit. I don't know. She looked, she, she didn't, she came in in a real big hurry and she looked like she was, I mean, obviously you want to get out of the, out of the Walker storm, but I'm not entirely sure she's okay. Did anybody get that vibe that, you know, maybe there's something. Here's the vibe I got. I, here's the vibe I got. I didn't think that she was bit, but I think the way that she knocked the door could have been done differently. Like, if I'm coming back after seeing Walkers, I'm banging on that door. I'm not going to knock on it like I'm um, bringing pizza in. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a, a choice. And, and I think, I mean, th- there were a lot of really interesting decisions. Like, I, I had to laugh at the whole, like, let's go upstairs thing, because that never works well. Horror movie cliche. Yeah, that was like, it was like they just wanted people to just roll their eyes. You had them going upstairs, the kids went downstairs and everybody screwed because, you know. I'll admit, I'm not the biggest Rosita fan. I feel like her character has been so underused for so long and they've been using her as a vehicle for all these other characters to to try to get raised up. And it was nice to see her get a little bit of focus in this episode because I really stopped caring as much about her as I should for a character that's been around this long. Yeah, she's like that plant you always forget to water and then you're like, oh shit, this thing's gonna, okay. Uh, And then you water it and then you forget again. And, you know, they'll show it love occasionally. Yeah, it is a shame. And, you know, Christian Serratos is, you know, becoming a lot bigger in her own right with the Selena series. Um, so I think they probably felt bad because they're like, you're right, we haven't done a lot of Rosita stuff. And I think they're pretty aware of how people talk on social media. Um, I would imagine. Um, because I want more Rosita. Rosita. I want more Aaron. I want more of these other characters. They need to yeah, we've gotten a good with... amount of Aaron, I think. Sorry. 
fine. No, you're fine. Saying, Go ahead, I need to do more with Rosita because Kristen's a great actress. And whenever she's on these scenes that have a lot of talking with her, whether it's her and Carol or someone else, she really delivers it. Mm-hmm. She's great with the action, too. Her, her action sequences are some of the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but if she died, I think it could, it would make sense for the story. I don't want her to love seeing Christian. I wish they'd just do more of their character, but if you're not, then just kill her off. It's weird because in the comics, spoiler alert, most, mostly everyone survives like through the end, you know, and it'd be interesting to see if they go game of Thrones style and start, you know, killing people off. We'll see. Which actually brings me, I don't know if you guys are ready to move on to this, but what you guys think is in store for the second third of this season. <laughs> um, I, got a, I got a good prediction and it goes back to the article I wrote last year. Uh, it was around the same time when the George Floyd protest started happening. Does mm-hmm. anyone think that the Commonwealth protests would happen? If it does, would the world be ready for it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, this is some insider info, but the Commonwealth wasn't not inspired by current events at the time. Um, I'll leave it at that. Um, and so, especially like the, you know, high, the, the family dynamic, the power dynamic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, to- I think we're going to see the Commonwealth in Alexandria at Hilltop. Um, and it's, it's going to be interesting merging those stories. If we're done with the Reapers, great. But I guess Leah's sticking around. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I imagine Leah will die in the next episode. But maybe I don't see I don't her becoming the leader of the Reapers and having them go after the people in Alexandria, especially with Daryl. I don't see that happening. No, yeah. I don't either. Especially since they got, what, less than 10 members left? Yeah, yeah. they're, they're pretty much out at this one? point. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's what so I yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to know what's going to happen at all because I, I just don't really understand what Leah's thing is here. Does she really feel more comfortable with this small group of people that she really doesn't know that well, that were all gathered under just an absolute batshit crazy leader? And is she feeling better with those people by her side than Daryl and Daryl's group that she actually cared about Daryl? Yeah, yeah, unless so she's weird. setting that up. I mean, it, it for a minute I thought she was setting it up so that he could get away and then she could maybe meet back up, but then she got really upset about the lie and then you know that changed the perspective. But I I kind of saw, I mean, I, I feel like she wanted that at one point, like she was ready to do it. I mean, certainly the the scene where she was, you know, decided told the 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 father and son to leave so that she can kill the mom, you know, and, and get them like that was showing Daryl something like she was ready to make a change but then this is a really weird like I I never got the the impression that she was after the power you know like she didn't seem like she wanted to be in charge of the Reapers so it's a weird thing to kind of assume that role so quickly unless there's something going on she definitely moved right into giving orders Mm -hmm. yeah she She did especially when you lit those firecrackers up (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah that was wild I would just stay away from that. I mean, they're aiming one direction. I guess they're fireworks. They go in all different directions, but um, it's a pretty crazy weapon. Here's here's my prediction. Um, 1109, Elijah's going to die by either protecting Negan or Maggie. Oh, Elijah's 1,000% die. Yeah, Yeah, he's... they got to have some casualties. Wasted potential with him. Wasted potential. You don't have a firework cannon and everyone survives. I'm sorry. Someone's dying. Well, Gabriel only has one eye, so he wouldn't see them coming necessarily. So oh. they're coming from that direction. 
I had one side note. I just noticed in this episode, Diane is still alive. How is Diane? I mean, Diane is awesome. She's a great archer, you know, yeah. way left over from yeah. the kingdom or kingdom, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, still alive. Couldn't believe it. She just shows up every like, you know, 11 episodes. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, yeah. oh my God, Diane. <laughs> hey, Nabila's popping up too. You never know. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, and, and that's kind of the problem. And I actually, I, so I, I just wrote a thing about fear that fear season seven and it, it, I, I, that's why I think I appreciate the anthology format so much more because you get to see characters more than just like Nabila walking up the stairs or <laughs> Diane holding the door. Like, you know, you get to see a little bit more than just that. And I feel like the cast has gotten so big. I mean, unless you're going to start killing people off, I mean, if, when I think about this episode, I think about like Ross Marquand and, and Melissa McBride were there in the beginning and they're like, okay, we're going to go do this. And then they left and then, you know, like they had to come to set for that. Like that was, that went through my mind. Like you were just there to do yep. that and you weren't even part of this, this thing. Like it just, you know, I, I feel like they, they, they do need to thin the herd a little bit as much as it pains me to say, because wow. I can't, you know, I can make an argument for anyone yep. to, to live or die. But at Gabriel. this point, it's, it's just too big. Why, why does everybody always bring up Gabriel right away when it's character? Because <laughs> he dying? should die. He he's done. <laughs> and also, I've, Gabriel is so inconsistent with his religious beliefs. He is. He's like, God's not here. And then he's like, Guys, we have to pray for this dead person. We have to say a prayer before we unface these guys. That's yeah, like, how Gabriel points a stand. Tell Gabriel points a shotgun at you. <laughs> yeah. I thought when Gabriel was doing the sniping thing, I was like, oh, cool. Like Gabriel's going to have a cool moment before he goes out. Nope, still alive. <laughs> I, I, lo I love Seth Gilliam. It's nothing against yeah. Seth Gilliam. But I think the Gabriel character, I, I think we've, we've, we've milked that cow. We have, we've gotten everything we need off of him. I and think the Gabriel have. stuff on that subway car door when he, he wasn't going to open it. I yeah. was not expecting that from him because yeah. I know his character is wishy-washy, but at that, that point in time, he was still kind of the... I, I I'm loving God. I'm loving everybody. And just to say, nope, that door ain't open. And it kind of shocked me. If <laughs> I, I, I agree. If Gabriel and Rosita are the last people standing in the show, I'm going to do this podcast, but I'm going to be plastered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I need to beat it. So it's going to be that one. It's going to be a complete shit show. Uh, yeah. No, we no, all know no, Judith no. is going to be the last one standing. You know, Plus I don't want to bring up. Um, I don't want to bring up. Hangs out um, with Grace. 701 really oh, yeah. quick but i thought that was a really great episode to me 701 for fear is what happens if a villain um debuted on a season uh premiere for on standalone episode so i, I love that one with um yeah. strand I'm, I'm ready to jump over to fear very quickly oh sorry you didn't see it yet i'm so sorry oh, oh no 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 I've, I've seen it i don't know that these, these i guys think i'm the only one that hasn't <laughs> i have not seen it I haven't seen Fear or World Beyond yet. I I did watch World Beyond. I will Beyond. see it eventually. But yeah, I'm oh, sorry, my dog. You can watch World me. Beyond for free on AMC Plus right now, I believe. Yeah. So Do you guys have the same problem with AMC? Well, I guess you guys get screeners, so maybe you don't. But on AMC Plus, you have to log in like for everything you do. It's really annoying. I'm not a fan Roddy, of it. Roddy has a makeup task because that's Toby had that issue. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't even have AMC Plus to be honest with you. So that's why I don't live. That's why I don't live tweet because I'm on the West Coast. So there's no point to live tweeting because I can't <laughs> watch it with everybody else. So that's okay. But but yeah, there's there's good stuff coming in in uh in fear. I'm talking to the cast tomorrow. I'm excited about that. But uh, it's uh 
yeah, it's just, it's so different. And, and I feel like they're making up, you know, honestly, I will say this, and, and this kind of address addresses, Johnny, your point about, you know, paying attention to things on social media. I really feel like the fear people are listening in a way, like, I know that, like, they're not going to change the story for people on Twitter, but they are, it, it feels like they're listening in a way that The Walking Dead isn't, if that makes sense, because I, don't I, know. I, I was out on fear after the filthy woman stuff. I was like, okay, I'm done. That was and, a long time ago. And then they turned things around. We don't talk about that anymore. We don't talk about Martha. Why did you say that name? <laughs> hey, Johnny, we don't talk about her unless we talk about the day she ran a social media account. Oh, she ruined. <laughs> Do you guys know about that? Yeah. Yes. Oh. oh, my God. The Instagram takeover. And she time. completely. It was funny. She posted like 40 times in AMC. Like I knew Amanda Stonehall, who ran the account at the time, was like freaking out. She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> She's yeah. like, here's here's my drink. Here's me doing this. I'm in the grass now. It's like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's weird. And I but I just I think tonally there is such a big difference between the shows now. And I think this, the first part of season 11 really put into perspective quality and planning and the way stories are going right now. And I, and I feel like you see it so much different. Like I definitely saw it with the first two episodes of fear and in season seven, like you definitely, there's a, there's a quality thing that they're, they're paying attention to and they're, they want these episodes to be really good. Obviously not everybody's going to love them, but I don't feel the way I feel about season 11 watching those episodes. I feel like they're, they're moving way faster and, you know, trying to, to move forward in a way that we're not in season 11. But, but do you feel the first group of episodes from season 11 are laying the foundation for what could be some good episodes to come or some good character development to come? Because right now, based on what I've seen in those episodes, I'm not 100% sure I'm looking forward to seeing what's next yeah unless you know I will, I will say this unless season 11 unless 1109 is like alexandria is destroyed we have to go do something we're going to go to the commonwealth yep and that's how that happens because right now there's there's really like if, you, if the people staying at, at alexandria it's just it's it's not worth it oh that's an easy no. that's an easy they're starving we have no more supplies commonwealth has too many supplies let's all move there and then let's just carry the story on from there. If Leah does stay stick around, and I guess I'm just remembering on her Instagram, she's always too revealing on her Instagram in terms of how much she shows that she's on the set. Um, maybe they allow it, I don't know. But it looked like she was doing makeup, like bloody makeup the other day. And I think they're in the middle of shooting the back half of the second third. That's so stupid. Um, <laughs> but so maybe she's still around and maybe she is like, if she becomes like the new leader of the Reapers and like, you know, Daryl has a relationship with her, but she decides to be ruthless and bring them back to like a less crazy or, you know, less misguided place, you know, that could be interesting, I guess. But you know, I, I'm also starting to feel for the cast. They've been filming since February and we're about eight months after that now. They must be it's, it's, burnt the hell out now. I bet. I yeah. bet. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why yeah, I'm saying the second third is a lot like saying this 18th week of the NFL, you know, it just doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, it's a weird time. And um, I have to say when we initially, when we all talked earlier, I never expected our conversation about the mid season finale to go this direction, you know, weeks and weeks ago when we were talking about 
11.05, 11.06, like we were having very different conversations. And so to be here right now having this conversation says something. So I'm, I'm really interested in how this all pans out for the future and uh, for, for 11.09 and, and the second, third, and the third, third, and all of when, that. When is the, do we know when it comes back? Because it's because no. we're we're showing these we're gonna, really early. I believe we're going to find out this Sunday when they air it on cable networks. What would you guess? Oh. February? Feb I would say they go back to and, February, and then it would be like the regular. So then it would be back in October for the final. Usually, third. like the week after the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, you, but like yeah, but usually this is like the week. Uh, New York Comic Con week is the week that usually the first episode of the season premieres. So. Right. Um, I guess they pushed it back because they have three parts that they want to get done by the end of next year. So yeah, February probably does make sense. Well, because then they get, that would get thing. them back next week. That would get them back next year to where they were because fear, the second half of fear, well, fear is still going to be kind of a weird, a weird one, but they could do the second half of fear after the second third of Walking Dead. And when oh, does God. the second second of World Beyond <laughs> come in this? <laughs> right now. World Beyond's just, no, World Beyond's just one, second. right? Yeah, it's just we're, we're in this. We're in the second second. We're in the second. God. One last thing I'll have to say about um, the mid-season finale is how are they going to? What's going to be the first scene that's going to play on our screens when this comes back? Because they filmed. Well, I said film. They show when those damn fire darts is going out. What are they going to show immediately when this episode starts? Judith. They're going to shoot. Go to Judith. They're going to make us wait for that cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, possibly i'll go the other route and just say that you know it'll be like black and you'll just hear like little like you know firework explosions and then they'll bring it bring it up and uh, smoke be everywhere and bodies everywhere yeah kind just, of like that. i just what, i just what pray episode for that, episode um, three sorry go on julian sorry i was going to say i just hope there's some good consistency with that because the last time they did that earlier this season with the reapers attack it wasn't that consistent when the next episode happened. Mm. Mm -hmm. Plot twist: um, the the storm in Alexandria arrives and puts out the fire, the fireworks. Oh yeah, I already predicted that one. Boom. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, I kind of want to see the firework thing in action. Honestly, I just want to. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds awesome. It sounds like a video game weapon. Like it's it so does. stupid. I love it. military movie. with military with fireworks they should have had damn rpgs and bazookas well it is pieces it's... of rebar and stuff like that right yeah kinds of stuff yeah i guess overall i think this finale um the rating for me is a minus i said a minus sorry f minus i was gonna oh, say, was gonna say all a that talking and all right. What are you, what, IGN? Saying, what the hell am I? You just talk about like how <laughs> I, much you hate I, it. And then I read like, shows on the scale from A plus to A minus. I excuse minus. myself, everyone. Sorry <laughs> for that. I, it's been a long day in New York. I know. I just think it's so. fun. <laughs> F minus. That's for me. pretty. That's pretty low considering some of the duds we had. Um, and C. I, I don't think I would rate it that. I, you know, I'd probably give it like a six out of ten. I think. Yeah, C minus um, sounds good to me. C minus sounds good. There's there's way worse episodes of The Walking Dead out there. This is this was a disappointing mid-season finale if this was a regular episode i don't think we'd be as mad at it right but, yeah. um it's no venom too can we talk about that for a second good lord what a waste of time what a, what a shit show that was i, good. I hated that that's an f minus that is an f minus <laughs> the last superhero movie i watched was iron man 2 so i'm out of this conversation oh my god adam 
live under a rock? I'm just All right, so I, I'm actually jealous of you. Let's turn up. Let's um get away from this Zoom. Donnie, we'll steer superheroes. away from Venom. I just wanted to get in my quick Venom take. It yeah, ain't good. You're Venom on Venom. I get good it. Good God. Good. At least we all got Squid Game. Uh, yeah, oh, thank God. Oh, that's <laughs> a good one. The Glass Bridge game is the best one to me. That's a good one. Oh, oh yeah. you, you like that better than the the dice or the marbles? Yes. Oh, marbles got me good. The plot twist of marbles got me. I that was a good yeah. one. All right. Um, There's a lot of stuff coming up, and I'm really excited. I mean, it's 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 exciting to have so much Walking Dead on, but I think yeah. uh, it'll be a nice little break. But, you know, we're all kind of showing that we're watching other stuff too, and I think that's healthy. Oh yes. And, you know, that's that's definitely a good thing. And uh, so, just to wrap up real quick, um, let's go around and tell everybody where we can find you, what you're doing, what you're working on, and where to find you on social media. And then we will wrap up this conversation. But I hope it's not the end because. I think we need to come back for the uh, the mid season premiere and maybe get some some kind of vindication. I cannot wait. <laughs> See when I when I when I come back, I just hope I don't come into this episode blowing a gasket. I hope I don't. <laughs> uh, who wants to go first? You go go for it, Julian. All right, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JulianXCaliber. If you were wondering why I chose that name, it's because it is my very first Xbox Gamer Tag back in 06. Uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel at Julian Cannon, my normal name. And all my Walking Dead stuff goes on Alternative Minds, and all of my entertainment slash other TV stuff goes on The Nocturnal, which is also going to be the outlet for all this stuff going on at New York Comic Con. So I'm doing pretty much that uh this week i'm publishing my review for this episode along with a video game review called unmetal which was an interesting take on a classic metal gear series so i got that and my halloween kills review coming up awesome nice. awesome how about you johnny well i used to work for the walking dead now i'm at the shorty awards and i also have my own youtube channel just like julian um i carried over the react compilations I was making at Skybound and they're now on my own channel. I'm covering shows like What If, Invincible and Walking Dead. So please subscribe to that and, um, you know, have a nice day. You know, Johnny, you might fight me for this, but I did not like Marvel Zombies episode. That's that's okay. I thought it was pretty okay. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer here, but um, I thought that story could have been different. Yeah. But the Doctor Strange episode I did love. Yeah. Adam doesn't know what, what the hell's going on. I did watch Invincible. I can talk about oh, that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but you can catch my work over on the Viking Age. That's where I talk about the Minnesota Vikings, and I do most of my work. I still am over at Undead Walking every once in a while, publishing some articles. Not too often, though. Otherwise, MN Viking Zombie on Twitter and Instagram and Twitch and YouTube. I do the people podcast every week where we talk about the Minnesota Vikings. I also do horror movie reviews, which are a lot of fun. I do that with my friend, Kyle West and Kyle Smith. And it's just a good time all around. So if you like pictures of cats, hit up my Instagram. Cause there are a lot of them. Wow. That's like the best plug I've ever heard. Adam's always <laughs> that, good for a plug. I'm surprised I'll, his cat can make a, a cameo. His cats usually come in and, and cats, and... Vikings and zombies. Oh, yeah. That's good I mean, stuff. I mean, that's the reason I'm MN Viking Zombie. You got to combine the good stuff. And I made that when I was living in Minnesota, too, and now I'm back in Michigan. So it's not as good, but I'll still take it. Yeah, there you go. 
It works. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining me on this uh, this adventure so far. Thanks, and, Sarah and Beth. I definitely want to have you guys back and and have more uh, more to talk about. Um, you guys, can thank find you me so on much. Twitter. Oh, you're so welcome. And you know what? So Your welcome. hair looks great. I don't know what you did, but it looks wonderful. Oh well, Does I just dyed it pink, so that's why it's uh yeah. Very so nice. I just dyed it. So I'm Our going princess. to a premiere thing tomorrow, but I can't tell you what it is. But the thing, so <laughs> I just had to have pink hair. I'm not going to Sammy Hagar's birthday party, but you know. What oh, you no. Do? <laughs> I didn't get an invite either. Don't feel bad. I, yeah. <laughs> but oh uh, thank you guys so much for uh, for joining me. And uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Sarah Beth Pollock. I've got tons of interviews coming. I just talked to the cast of uh, World Beyond, and there's some interviews floating around, I think, already on Winter is Coming. And then we're doing Fear the Walking Dead. That'll be on Hidden Remote. I never know where I am these days, but if you <laughs> my name you'll find it because it's somewhere it's just not undead walking you won't find me there but you'll find me everywhere else talking about the walking dead while hosting the undead walking podcast don't think about it too much i try not to anyway thank you guys so much and uh remember to subscribe to the podcast subscribe leave reviews send questions and uh, thank you for listening and as a reminder stay safe wash your hands and watch out for those walkers thanks everybody bye awesome Bye-bye, everyone. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.